Hey, fam. Hello, 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 family. I'm here with, you already know, I'm here with a word. And in this word, we are going to talk about how God's response doesn't change, right? And I want to elaborate it on, on it because I know people might try to come and be like, you already know how people can be. But for this word, it's for somebody specific. And I want to take you first to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, right? Because <clears throat> I don't know about y'all, <laughs> but sometimes I'll be praying to God the same thing and his response don't change. Although I be like, trying to like get a better understanding he just will keep on repeating himself to me like this is what i said and a prime example i can give to you is paul with a thorn in his flesh and he talks about getting a revelation that was just so astounding that god had to give him this thorn to help him to remain humble, to keep him from becoming proud. And I want to start at verse 7. Even though I have received such wonderful revelations from God, so to keep me from becoming proud, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger from Satan to torment me and keep me from becoming proud. Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time he said, my grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. Who that this chapter right here is just a banger all in itself. But I want to stick to what God was, is saying. And it's a lot of times we'll be crying out to God at our weakest times. And we're like, God, do you hear me? Lord, do you see me? I'm I'm calling out to you. But God is saying, go back to that first word he gave you. Because his grace is sufficient. His power is made perfect in your weakness. He, he can perfect his power in your weakness. You can see who truly is Lord in your weaknesses. When you have nowhere else to turn but God. It's humbling because you you get to see that you're not in control like you think you are. And I, I I really I really want to just focus on three different times he begged. He was begging. He was like, Lord, please, like <laughs> take this. Take it away. And it says each time. God responded the same way. And I'm here to talk to somebody today. And God is saying, you have been coming to me. And we have, you have been bringing the same issue before me. You have been repenting. And you have been trying to find a way to, to squeeze through the cracks to make yourself seem right. But he says, my response is still the same to you. What God told you is so. So 
I want you to understand that it's not God that's going to change. You have to change. He's not changing his mind or what he spoke. Period. We can see in the garden, Jesus was crying out like, can, can you take this cup of suffering? But see, what is so profound about what Jesus said is that he said, but nevertheless, not my will, but yours. And God is saying that's where he needs your heart posture to be. Yes, things might not be going how you how you thought it was supposed to go. Yes, things ain't happening in the time frame you thought it was going to happen. But God said, will you still give him the nevertheless? Will you still surrender to his will even when it makes you uncomfortable? Prophecy was fulfilled that night when Jesus said, nevertheless. Because he could have chose to... Not partake in that cup. But he understood the purpose of why God sent him into the world. He understood the assignment, child. And I'm saying that because you have to understand that God's word has been spoken over your life. The Bible, this is your life. And prophecy is going to be fulfilled. How does it, how is it going to play out? That's God's business. But what God said in his word, that is so. And that's it. Jesus was willing to put his whole life down because he knew the word of God can never fail. He is the living word. So is somebody begging and you crying out to the Lord, and it's not going the way you, you feel like it should go. But God said his grace is all that you need. He said his grace is sufficient for you. He said his power is being perfected in your weakness. He needs you to change your perception. He needs you to change your perspective on this suffering. It is a privilege to suffer for Christ. Can I say it again? It is a privilege. To suffer with Christ. You're not suffering by yourself. Mm, child, let me tell you something. You're not suffering for yourself. He already told us that this world hates us. He already said it hates you because it hated me first. He already said you were going to be persecuted. He already said you were going to go through many trials. You were going to, but he said, let your heart not be troubled. Trust in him. Trust in God and also in him. You know, I quote it all the way. He said, let your heart not be troubled. He was giving you a revelation that he got it. Even in those moments when you feel like you can't see how or where he's coming from, he's saying he got it. Don't let your heart be troubled. He's not changing his response to you. It's going to be fulfilled in the way that he has orchestrated it over your life. He needs you to trust him. See, the thorn, Paul, Paul just felt the thorn. He felt what the thorn felt like. Can you imagine a thorn in your flesh? It hurts. 
It's annoying. It's irritating. It's painful. Right? That's how Paul seemed it. That's how it felt to Paul. But God knew that something greater was being birthed through that. He, he knew that I have to do this in order to keep him humble. God, he could easily remove the thorn out your life. But the reason why he ain't doing it is because of what you have, the, the revelations you have gotten. What you have seen thus far. This is for your protection. God's answer always remains the same. I'm telling you the truth. Just like with Abraham. When they went and made an Ishmael. And Abraham swore that was the child of the other uh, blessing. That was going to be the child which the Lord had blessed through him, right? But that wasn't it. That's not what God said. That's not what he said. What he said was him and Sarah was going to have a baby. And that was going to be his son through which all the all his generations, all his nations was going to be born through it. That child right there. So although Ishmael was cute, although Ishmael was there, although God allowed Ishmael to be conceived, that's not what he said. So what happened? Ishmael got sent off. God said, I'm going to bless Ishmael, but he ain't the one that I promised you. You still won't have this child I promised you because this isn't, this isn't about what you want, Abram. This isn't about a quick fix you have, Abram, but it's about the plan and the purpose that I have over your life. And a lot of times we bring God our Ishmaels, be like, here, God, like, bless it. And he like, this ain't what I told you. I didn't tell you this. I'm I'm going, I'm gonna make sure it's, it's I'm gonna make sure you get blessed. I'm gonna make sure it gets blessed, but that's not what I promised you. You're still gonna do what I promised you. What I said happened is still going to happen. And it doesn't matter if you believe it or not. Because remember Sarah, Sarah, uh, she she chuckled to her stuff, and she was like, <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, how, how, how a little ran down old woman like me about to have a baby. How am I about to conceive? How, how, how? She ain't believe it. She was like, <laughs> that's cute. But guess what the Lord checked her? He said, Why, what you laughing at? And she said, I ain't laughing. He was like, mm-hmm, yeah, you did. You laughed. But guess what? That next year she was holding her son, wasn't she? Sometimes... The blessing is so big that God will tell you and you won't believe it. So sometimes God will just stay quiet because he's like, even if I tell you, you ain't going to believe it. So let me just make you be quiet. So then you can't put your mouth on what I'm doing like Zachariah. Remember, Zachariah had to be quiet. He wasn't putting his mouth on what God said. And when, once he understood that God meant what he said, then as soon as he wrote John down, he was able to speak, okay? Because sometimes the Lord, I have it to where you can't speak about what's going on until the set time. His, he's not going to change his mind to what he said to you. 
what he said is what he said. And you can go and you can beg him three times to remove the thorn, but he's not going to do it. Because he's trying to get you to understand the bigger picture. That his grace is all that you need. That his power is made perfect in your weakness. So you can pray to God. You can ask him to change the situation. You can go back and you can keep on praying. But let me tell you something. When a decree is made in heaven, when it came as a decree, that's it. That's all. It ain't nothing else. Like that's what he, that's it. Now, I know, like, to get into, like, repenting, this is a whole totally different topic than repenting. God wants you to repent, but I'm talking about instructions. When God is instructing you on something, when God is allowing a situation to happen, it's because he's trying to get you to open your eyes to the bigger picture. He wants you to see things the way he sees them. He wants you to understand that that thorn is because he loves you. Even when God is disciplining you, he disciplines the ones that he loves. I love my kids. And guess what? They get disciplined because you're not going to be running around in these streets acting like nobody loves you and ain't nobody ever taught you a moral. We're not doing that over here. So when you're not acting like the child that I've raised you to be, I'm going to correct you. you. Now you're going to have to come here. We're going to have to talk because what are you over there doing? Why are you acting like that? That's not what I told you to do. That's not how I showed you to act. What are you doing? And the same thing God does with his people. Period. And you know, I don't know about you, but when you're when you're young or when you're immature, let me put it this way, when you're immature and you just want to go to that party and your parents say no. And then you got an attitude because you like they being corny. Why they why they don't want me to go? They used to go out and do what they want to do. Now you in the in the uh, room shadow boxing. Now you screaming in the pillow. Now you just got an attitude, right? Because you being immature. But when you get older and you realize the discipline of your parent, they did it because they cared. They did it because you didn't need to be there. That wasn't the kind of environment you needed to be around. That's not the kind of people they wanted you to be friends with because they knew that your morals would get corrupted. But you know, when you're seeing things in an imperfect way, when you're seeing things in an immature way, you can't see it for your good. You just like, you're being corny. <laughs> and I let's be real. How many times have you felt like I was being corny? Like you being corny. Why won't you let me do this? But for real, for real, it's because he sees the bigger picture. He knows that that situation is waiting for you to step into. It's like a hidden trap. The moment you walk into that room, you're gonna fall into the, the floor as a trap, child. He knows. So he's protecting you from it. That rebuke might not feel good, but it's for your protection. The other day I was talking to somebody. And the Lord, he had said this. And it was like, so, so, so bomb. Like, he said, when you repent, he wants you to ask him. Or allow, ask him to show you why he dislikes it. 
Because when you see why he dislikes what he's telling you know about or what his spirit is convicting you about, it changes you. Because then you begin to see, you begin to see it out of his eyes. You get to see it out of his perspective. Like, ask questions. He won't rebuke you if you ask for wisdom. No why. Why does God hate liars? God hates liars because as you're lying, first of all, you're far from the truth. And second of all, you got to alter, you got to alter you. Like when you, you, some people can lie so good that they believe they own lie. Like now you're not even who you're, who, who you are. You feel me? Like y'all ever watch that show Catfish? A whole big lie. You can't even be you. You're not being authentic. You're not being the person God created you to be. You're not being authentic. That's why. Mm, that's what, uh, what most things has to do with about you being authentic. You being you. Can't nobody else be you. Child, you go ride down the street. You can see 52 nail salons. 63 beauty supplies, but they all offer something different. They all have a different service. They all are different. And that's the same with everything. You are authentic. Can't nobody be you. That's what God is trying to wake you up to. Can't nobody be you like you. You're sitting here critiquing yourself in the mirror, but can't nobody look like how you look like. Can't nobody speak how you speak. Can't nobody bring the word like you bring the word. Can't nobody else do it. God has made you authentic for this. This is all your, this is your lane. So God needs you to change your perspective. That's it. That's it. Lord, if there's anything else you want me to say, I'll say it. But right now I'm going to pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I just thank you, Lord. I thank you for just making us authentic, Father God. I thank you for just knitting us all together in seclusion, Father God, for our purpose, Lord. I thank you for your spirit that you are pouring out on us, Father God. I thank you for just the revelations, Lord. I thank you for your just your faithfulness, Lord. That's what I want to say, your faithfulness. That you don't waver even when we waver. You don't waver, Lord. You stay the same. I thank you that you stay the same. You stay firm, Lord. I thank you that you don't have to change your mind, Lord. And that you don't have to repent, Lord. I thank you for being who you are. Father God, I'm praying for your child receiving this word. I'm praying that she would just trust you. That she will trust the silence. That she will just trust your word, Lord. Because you don't change your word, Lord. Like your word is so. And I pray that she makes that her refuge. I pray that she makes that her shelter, Lord. Increase her faith, Father God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I just want to give you all the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the mighty name of Jesus that I pray. Amen. See, when I was praying just now, not even like the fact that I felt like I was in the Holy, the Holy that I be feeling like the Lord like right in here with me. But that's another story for another time. Um, the Lord, he just 
was opening my heart to like being a parent, right? We call him Abba, Father. He's our source, right? And we really be like, what's the word? How do I want to say it, Lord? Like with my kids, right? If I tell them to do something and they don't, I know that they know that they heard me tell them to do it. And then they say something. I, I just sit there and I look at them sometimes. It's like, I know you heard me, <laughs> right? God does the same thing. We'll be sitting here and we know what God told us to do. And then we be like, Lord, did you just say I got to do that? And he's sitting there quiet because he like, you heard what I said. Or sometimes, listen, my kids be asking for something. I'm already ahead of the game. They come out, I'm hungry. Well, all right, I already got the chicken nuggets in the air fryer. So I ain't saying nothing because I know you know. I know you heard. I know you saw me getting this thing together. I know what you need. You wake up in the morning, breakfast is already done. Like, I, I already know. Or like, just it's just how we interact with our kids is so much similar to how God interacts with us. It makes no sense because it re- we really are like him. We really are in his image because like, come on now. I, I, it's annoying as, as a parent when your child is constantly begging you for something that you said no to. Like, I just told you no. Stop asking me. You're not getting it. Or if you tell them they ain't going somewhere, that they get an attitude and you like, you don't even understand how dangerous it is over there to be going over there. You can't just be going over there because you want to go over there. No, I'm saying no because I love you. I ain't trying trying to have nothing happen to you. And it's like, yo, that's how God be with us. My rules is my rules. My kids is not going to be walking around this house acting crazy. My kids is not going to be walking around around this house cussing. My kids ain't going to be stealing. My kids ain't going to be outside catching nobody. Like that, you're not going to be doing that because you're a reflection of me. When, when you go outside look a mess, people going to look at me and be like, well, what's wrong with you? And it's the same thing with God. He expects you to, 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 Live according to how he's leading you. You are a reflection of him. He has sent you into this world to be the light, to be a reflection of him. And that's what he is expecting. Can I tell you something? Like I know, I know that this word is it because listen, my kids will do stuff sometimes and I I'll get convicted as I'm like like I'm telling about themselves, I be feeling like it be God telling me about myself as I'm telling, <laughs> as I'm telling them about themselves. Cause then I be convicted, but you know I still gotta keep going because you still tried it. But then after they walk out the room, I be saying that like, yo, I know that I know you was talking to me through me <laughs> to my kids. I know that's the stuff I do. I know I do it to you. Child, the one day I was talking to my kids about obedience, and I really had to sit there because I really did feel like you hypocrites. <laughs> How I expect these kids to be obedient 24-7, and I ain't even obedient 24-7. Let's be real. Let's be real. I be having my Jonah moments. 
I gotta go sit in the well because I ain't go do it. Well, the big fish. Let me say big fish for somebody be like, oh, she said a well, a big fish. I be having my big fish moments where I gotta sit there because I ain't go do what the Lord told me to do. I try to go do the opposite because I didn't want to go. And then I gotta sit there in the belly of the fish and, and, until I repent and be like, all right, Lord, I'm gonna do what you said. Like, <laughs> but I be yelling at my kids for doing it. But, you know, you live and you learn, and God will always show you you. Just have your eyes open, and you'll always see you. And just talk to him about it. And he's he going to give you a word, I promise you. He's going to give you a word. So I'm going to let you go. I pray that this word bless you. The Lord, he just told me to come on here. He was like, I'm going to just speak through you. And who's it for is who is who's it for, right? So I just pray that who this word is for is blessed by it. In the name of Jesus and God loves you. He said none of this is for your harm, but it's for your good. Just like, okay, like right now, my thing is when I discipline my kids, they can't watch. If they get in trouble, they're not allowed to watch TV and they're not allowed to play with their toys. It's either one or the other. Or if they really do something, you ain't doing either one, right? It's not that I don't want them to have those things. Not like I don't want you to watch TV. It's not like I don't want you to play your iPad. It's not like I want you, don't want you to play with your toys. But it's a lesson that I need you to learn. I need you to gain the wisdom of why it was wrong. So sometimes I gotta take things away from you so you can understand why it was wrong. I'm giving you time to think about what you've done. Child, my daughter, the other day she got in trouble. And she was like, she was like, I was giving myself an obedience lesson in my head. That's all she had left to do was just sit there. And she's like, I'm going to be obedient. She's like, I'm going to try very, very hard. And I don't expect them to be a hundred because I'm not a hundred. I can't give you unrealistic, uh, unrealistic criteria to live up to. I can't do that because child, who, who is not who has not sin cast the first stone. You feel me? So I can't expect you to be obedient all day, every day, but I can't expect you to put your best foot forward every day and learn from your mistakes. Okay. Cause my child, she's a huffer. She likes to huff and puff. Like she's like that. <sighs> That's her. That's her with the deep breath and the sucking of the teeth and child, the Holy spirit be happening. Cause you know, Certain things can get certain reactions out of you, you know? And what I'm learning is you <laughs> you, you just have to speak. You can't always yell. You can't put the paws on people. You, you got to speak, right? You can't be gripping them up. You got to speak, right? Don't beat the rock. Speak to the rock. So that's what me and, what me and the Lord is working on right now. Not, I ain't no child abuser, though. I'm just saying I ain't going to beat the rock, but I'm going to speak to it. Right, I don't want to grip up. I don't even like to yell because I be feeling like I'm in my masculine when I'm a, when I be yelling. But that's neither here nor there. I feel like I didn't went too deep. But what she's learning is when I tell you to do something, stop puffing and puffing. And if I have to sit you down, and if you have to watch don't watch no TV, if you have you can't play no game, if you can't play with no toys, that's the choice that you chose to make when you chose to have that outburst. And it's the same thing that God does with us. He's like, all right, that's how you feel. Well, now you got to sit down until I, until you understand it. And he wants to talk to you about what he's disciplining you about. He's a good father. He's not going to just discipline you and not tell you why. 
And that's something as a parent that I learned that you can't just yell at your child, right? You can't just yell at them. You have to uh, tell them what they did. Now, sometimes you might need a moment to cool down because these kids be trying it. But have that talk with them to tell them why it wasn't pleasing. And you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed how they get it. They're like, they're little humans, so they understand. Just talk. Talk to them. That was for somebody, and that was for somebody for the Lord, and that was somebody even for your own kids. Talk to them. Don't just beat the rock. You can't beat the rock. Sometimes you got to speak to the rock, right? Just speak to the rock. You can't, it, when you, I remember I had heard this a while ago, and it said, it was like a quote somebody said. I think it was like on a reel or something. He was like, or it was a shit. I don't remember what it was. But he was like, um, love your child so much. Like, love them so much. Like, be, like, so compassionate and stuff towards them. That just the thought of them disappointing you breaks them. And like, yo, that's that's it right there, cause that's what God do. Like, God love me so much that the thought of me disappointing Him that breaks me, child. You don't know how many times I've done something that was displeasing to God, and I knew it was. It was like a, a, a reaction or whatever that was displeasing, and, and like I, it broke me. Like, I'll be in tears because I just would be like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> He ain't got to say nothing. Because I just be like, I'm sorry. Like, and I just be sitting here with the crocodile tears. Like, can you please forgive me? And that's the same thing with your kids. Love your kids so hard. So compassionate. So warmly. That just the thought of them disappointing you. Break, breaks them down. Mm. And that's my son, right? My son, he, he can really... Be in the corner teared up if he really think that I'm upset. Like if I'm upset with him, he that that's it. That's it. That's all. That's it. And I'd be like, you know, you're making me mad. You're getting on my nerves. And he will really start tearing up a little bit. Cause you just gotta love him. You just gotta love him. Right? So I just pray this word bless you. I won't let you go. Remember, everything's down at the bottom within her beauty's website dropped. The link is down at the bottom within her beauty.shop. But I love you guys so, 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 so much. But let's not forget that most importantly, Jesus loves you. Bye.